exercise is proven to provide long-term benefits such as preventing memory disorders like Alzheimer's disease. People who exercise regularly have a 50% less chance of experiencing any form of dementia in their lifetime. Thank you for joining us for today's Super U Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Kwame. Most of you know me as Equal Man. For a lot of you listeners, you know what we're doing right now. Inspired by J.K. Rowling or Rowling, depending on what country you are in, the author of Harry Potter was giving her book away in segments on her podcast. I said, wow, that is an awesome idea. We're going to do the same thing with my new book, The Focus Project. Obviously, if you want the full version of the Audible in its entirety without interruptions, without sponsors, then feel free to go to Amazon and get that today. Kindle, paperback, also available. But anyways, without further ado, just wanted to say thank you so much. Focus on, and here's a segment from The Focus Project. Mind or matter? I'd eat for three reasons. One, habit. Two, my brain wanted it more than my stomach. Or three, I was actually hungry. How many of us eat just because it's a certain time of day? It's a habit. Oh, it's noon, so I better have lunch. Many of us have hardwired habits of eating at certain times, even though we aren't actually hungry. Or we eat and drink around events. If we watch soccer football, we always grab a bowl of chips. At home for the holidays, it's time to drink wine with our relatives. Other times, we eat simply because we are bored. The eureka moment for me was, eat when I'm hungry. So simple, yet so hard. To help fight these ingrained habits, I'd always ask the question, does my mind want this food, drink, or does my stomach want it? More often than not, it was mind over matter. My mind wanted it, but my body didn't need it. A simple example of this is taking my morning coffee accompanied by mini waffles with almond butter. After my breakfast, I was satisfied and I had enough energy, but I envisioned sitting peacefully with my coffee and warm waffle while writing my next book before heading to the airport. I'm sure you have a similar ritual around something peaceful. The trouble is that it's so rare that these idyllic moments transpire as envisioned. What actually occurs more often than not is that an unexpected distraction pops up, causing me to be pressed for time. This results in me chugging my coffee and cramming the burnt waffle into my mouth as I race out the door. In situations like this, the ritual isn't even enjoyable. It isn't worth it. Better to save this ritual for a day when I have time to relish it. The result is that A, I'm better at planning and ensuring I have the time, and B, when I do indulge, I see it as a special treat because I'm not doing it every day. Many of my colleagues have done a few days of fasting and rave about it. Going a few days without food wasn't for me, but then I discovered intermittent fasting, fasting to focus. Exercise is proven to provide long-term benefits such as preventing memory disorders like Alzheimer's disease. People who exercise regularly have a 50% less chance of experiencing any form of dementia in their lifetime. For our ancestors, most physical activity was a result of emergencies. 
such as fleeing a predator or hunting an animal to ward off starvation. During these moments, blood flow increased to the brain. This helped improve reaction times and heightened our instincts. So, the next time you're having a mental block and cannot focus, try hitting the gym or walking outside. Another productivity and focus method that's linked to our evolution is intermittent fasting. Our ancestors primarily lived as hunter-gatherers. There were many periods of food scarcity and famines. During these periods, their bodies became accustomed to going through cycles without food. This transferred into intermittent fasting intervals. During these times without food, focus was often heightened, so they were more likely to sense prey or food in the area, like hunting a saber-toothed tiger. For those of you unfamiliar with the term, intermittent fasting is defined as limiting our caloric intake for set periods of time. This process can be done in many different ways, including restricting calories two to three days a week, fasting once a week for 24 to 36 hours, or the most popular practice is limiting your body to eight hour eating periods every day, widely known as 16-8, 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating. Intermittent fasting can contribute to weight loss, lowered blood pressure, reduced heart rate, and improved brain health. Recent studies have shown that this method increases synaptic plasticity, which is attributed to learning and memory. Intermittent fasting provides an anti-inflammatory effect on the body, which can reduce the aging effects on the brain. It can also positively manipulate our cognitive function, helping improve our performance on memory tests and helping decrease the risk of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. This month I tried intermittent fasting for two weeks. It seemed to work well with my limited experience. An unexpected benefit was a time it helped free up not having to prepare and eat breakfast. Feel free to test it yourself. It's the closest we can get to crouching down and stalking a saber-toothed tiger. Tight Swedish suits. I love Sweden, and if I didn't live in the United States, you would find me living on the water in Malmo or Stockholm. Sweden, and Europe in general, has a sense of style that permeates across borders. Wearing clothes much tighter than Americans prefer, the Italians and Swedes admittedly look better. When I say tight, I mean tight. To avoid splitting my tight European pants, I had to be very careful getting into and out of cars. The only other pair of pants I had on this one trip was a pair of jeans. To use the circus term, I was essentially flying without a net. These pants had to last the trip. I wasn't alone in the tight pants club. Two Swedish agents on the tour split their pants on separate occasions, and these were supposedly trained Europeans. When the audience posted some pictures of me on the social media, my dad rightfully commented, uh, you might not want to grab that extra muffin, otherwise you'll not be able to fit into those pants you're wearing. When traveling abroad, I often get questions from the press and attendees during the book signing. Q&A sessions in other countries are particularly invigorating, as the questions often surprise me and I learn from them. Here are some of my favorite audience questions. How old are you? Why do you wear those green glasses? Is your mother or father tall? Are there even lenses in your glasses? On the last day of the week-long speaking tour in Sweden, a member of the audience asked a question that surprised me. The question? How do you stay in such great shape? The travel was tough on my body, and I hardly felt that I was in peak physical condition, especially gorging on Swedish chocolate for a few days. But what was interesting is that I noticed a shift in my behavior following this question. The rest of that trip, I avoided anything unhealthy, 
All of a sudden, staying in shape became my thing in Sweden. Throughout the rest of the trip, people backstage started asking me questions like, do you like sugar? Do you eat sugar? Are you vegan? How many hours a day do you exercise? Research shows that believing you're a particular type of person can dramatically change your behavior. For example, if you're trying to quit smoking, instead of believing, I'm a smoker who needs to quit, you say and believe, I'm no longer a smoker. While nuanced, it can lead to dramatic changes. Or in my case, during the trip to Sweden, the thought process looked like this. I'm a person who's in good shape. A person in good shape exercises. A person in good shape doesn't eat a bagel with cream cheese after finishing a full breakfast. A person in good shape doesn't eat the stale chocolate chip cookies backstage. Your reframe mindset helps shift your behavior. The self-concept theory explains you become who you perceive yourself to be. Our self-concept, defined as our attitudes, beliefs, and opinions toward our personal existence, ultimately drives how we behave, think, and act. It is our opinion of who we are. Studies show we seek to be consistent. Most successful athletes use consistent routines. Routines help ensure athletes are prepared for most circumstances. The act of creating and sticking to a consistent schedule is beneficial for everyone, not just athletes. A boost in mental health and cognitive function can be attributed to routines. How others perceive us also helps to encourage certain behavioral choices. Think about it. If some of your friends say you're always the healthiest eater of the group, you're more likely to order the grilled salmon over the chicken fried steak. Or, if you're the funny one in the group, the fashionista or whatever it might be, you will adjust your behavior to support the story those around you believe. You're striving for a consistent narrative. If you have yet to develop a certain routine or habit, work for it. Although it was previously believed that 21 days of consistency was all it took to acquire a new habit, research shows it's probably closer to 66 days. We often form habits when pursuing our goals. We can have a push or pull force around our goals. Push is based on willpower, but willpower isn't reliable. It looks like this. I should go to the gym, therefore I will force myself to go to the gym. While pull is based on an outcome, I must lose 10 pounds of fit into my tuxedo for the wedding. As Tony Robbins is fond of saying, we don't always achieve our wants, but we do achieve our musts. For me, the pull part of my goal of performing 100 push-ups at the end of the month looked like this. My first initial and last name form a superhero-like name in Equal Man. Part of what I do in my books and on stage is to help unlock and unleash an individual's unique superpower. My mindset for the next 30 days? I must transform my body to appear superhero-esque. Most superheroes aren't wearing baggy trousers or bulky coats. Nope. Thigh-hugging tights appear to be the popular choice. Hence, if I ever were tempted to skip a workout in the morning, I'd just ask myself, would a superhero skip this workout? It also dawned on me that staying fit was part of my vocation. I had to be on stage. So like an actor, I had to fit the part. I had to stay in shape for the videos and photographs that would be taken. My stage wardrobe wouldn't fit if I added too many pounds. Besides, the camera's already adding 10 pounds. It reminded me of a funny line from the TV show Friends. How many cameras are on that guy? If I didn't stay in shape, I might lose speaking opportunities. I'd lose money which might impact my daughter's college fund. This was silly reasoning, but it was reasoning that worked for me. I was using my brain to motivate my body. Now, it didn't always work, 
but it did occasionally stop me from grabbing the cookie in the hotel lobby or skipping the gym. Studies show that we are more likely to achieve our goals if we understand the why behind them. The more specific, the better. It might be that you want to fit into your favorite dress for a wedding or look good for your high school reunion. For me, it was the ability to fit into my tight pants the next time I had to speak in Sweden. That's it for today's section of The Focus Project, my new book available on Amazon. I hope you found it very helpful. I hope you got a laugh out of my uh, Swedish, the tight Swedish pants that I had to wear when I ever go to Europe. Uh, But most importantly, I want to make sure you're not beating yourself. Don't be a black belt beating yourself up with your self-talk. Because as the self-concept theory explains, you become who you perceive yourself to be. So say to yourself today, I'm no longer a smoker. And a smoker, a a non-smoker does this, this, and this. Or, you know what? I'm no longer out of shape. I'm an in-shape person. And an in-shape or healthy person does X, Y, and Z. Whatever it may be that you're trying to accomplish or change in your life, I hope you achieve it. I hope that this found this helpful when you're listening to it. And most importantly, we love you and thanks for listening. And remember, this is Equal Man reminding all of us, it's not what we take from the world, it is what we leave behind. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you.